Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the unbiased takes. After some time off, the guys are back with a summer recap series to cover all things football before the NFL season starts. On this three-part episode, the guys recap NFL headlines made in early August and take in a new week of football because preseason is here. With a QB spinner, the skit, and just more week one discussions, sit back, get ready for the return of the NFL, and enjoy the show. Football is back. back good to be here been a little while since we've done this we're getting all caught up now uh, getting into late august enjoying a little bit of the preseason action tonight and the dawn of the nfl season is almost there you can almost taste it how are you doing sir out there in uh, colorado oh man we are we are almost there what like just watching preseason football it may be a little bit uh, a little sloppy but it is football at its finest soon to come man it is, uh, I think I just, just watching here, just watching in the Lions Colts, you know, <laughs> meaningless game, obviously just had, apparently they had like one of the most scrappiest preseason, uh, you know, camps that they do with the teams go and scrimmage against each other. They were scrapping in that, but right now it's looking pretty good. They just scored a touchdown. Um, it's just, it's amazing just to see a game on, you know, even though it's a Saturday, it still feels weird, but. Backups. When this, yeah, I was says it's Saturday, all the backups, but hey, Saturday college football is coming in soon, so that'll all change. It's awesome. It, it really is. It really is great. Can't wait for week one. That's going to be an insane week. Uh, I think one thing uh, definitely want to get to uh, is ranking the week one games. I know we said we might do that. That could be a fun thing to do. Uh, got a lot there. So, yeah, just get into a little bit of the preseason action, Jalen, a lot of storylines going on. What's kind of just been the most intriguing thing to you that you've seen this preseason so far as we get ready for the year at the start? Um, a couple things that I'm looking for for the preseason so far. Man, well, right now watching these Lions game, I want to see just – if Dan Campbell can get these guys to live fire underneath them, see how they play. But then again, it's preseason, so like things like that doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know? So it's for, all right, how about this? It's probably more leaning towards like the young quarterbacks, I guess. You know, young quarterbacks, young offensive running backs like yesterday. Um seeing Bears and the Seahawks, I think they had. Um that was a good game and everything for running backs, at least because, you know, it's the Bears and Seahawks. Yeah. So just seeing their backup running backs play because that's probably more fantasy purposes later down in the season, you know, when you look at that, like just for running backs at least or wide receivers because someone's probably going to get hurt in those two teams' offenses, especially the amount that they run those running backs. So seeing the backups run it, it's pretty interesting for them. But outside of that, uh, if we get any, like, interesting highlight plays, you know, like Calvin, I mean, not Calvin, uh, uh, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter had a great highlight play. It was all over the place, but he did have a crazy highlight. That was that was lit. Great preseason moment. Uh, yeah, I'm very interested. Uh, the preseason's always, like you said, the young quarterbacks. It's fun to see. You only really get glimpses of stuff, but you can kind of get some idea. Like the Bears' offense is probably not going to be very good. I, uh, 
get that idea from seeing their preseason action, even their limited reps. Um, so, yeah, that's a very intriguing story. The Jets obviously had a huge, real scare that Zach Wilson was going to be done for the year in the preseason. Uh, they got lucky, but he still got a twitchy knee. to be out like three or four weeks. Maybe we'll miss the first game. Maybe the first two, like at worst, but he'll be back eventually. Uh, so that sucks with the Jets. Could have been worse, though. Um, yeah, so I agree. Watching the young quarterbacks is interesting. Um, well, I'll just say, like I said before, I don't think I've ever been as excited to watch a preseason game as I am for the Steelers uh, game tonight, just to see Kenny Pickett and what he looks like against the slightly better players, a few better backups than before. Um, you know, it's the preseason, but I just want to see him play. Uh, so that should be interesting. Um, and I guess to parlay that into a topic I wanted to ask you to get your unbiased opinion. How long mm-hmm. do you think it will be before uh, Kenny Pickett takes over the reins for Mitch Trubisky? How long do you think it will take? Um, he looked really uh, solid out there. You know, he did a lot of check down throws. I got his numbers right by me here. 13 for 15, two touchdowns, 95 yards. So I mean, he was he was pretty much being decisive, getting those nice checkdowns. Um, I want to see if I want to make a solid prediction on him. I want to see him unleash that deep ball and everything a little bit in this next preseason game because it is a preseason game. So just let it rip a little more. Um, but thirteen for fifteen, two touchdowns. You know that's pretty. You know that's a very strong, solid outing. So I wouldn't be surprised if it would be around like week four, or week six. You know, maybe even sooner. I'd say six, the latest, actually. I like that. I hope you're correct on that. I want to see him sooner rather than later. Not against Mitch. I'm fine with letting him play a couple games, but uh, the team is there. Like, the weapons, the offense has so much potential, so I hope they just throw a pick it out there and see what he can do. He did look good. Uh, that's why I'm interested to see in slightly better competition tonight how good we look. Should be very. It's a preseason. Um, but we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it could be around that way midseason. I don't think they're just going to give it to Kenny Pickett early, which I would like to see, but it doesn't feel like Steelers' way to do it. It's probably not up what they want to do. Yeah. Well, we also got more QB drama, you know, going around with the Panthers. You know, they just finished their all. You know, it's crazy how they go from, uh, what's it called, their whole drama situation to now Baker's pretty much officially their starter now. Yeah. And then when they played the Commanders, though, that game, Commanders now get themselves into a little bit more drama because Sam Howe, oh, my goodness, he just picked them up. Um, Sam Howe, he played out of his mind. What do you think about Sam Howe right now? Yeah. Do you think he's going to close that game? Do you think that gap between him and Heineke is just gone all of a sudden? I think he will pass Heineke for second string on the depth chart. He's more physically gifted. He's definitely very raw and still is going to make questionable throws. And if he had to play in a regular season NFL game like week one right now, he would probably be very bad. But he would get the hang of it. He does have some physical gifts, so I think he'll beat out Heineke. He's a better prospect. Uh, but I don't think he's going to play that. I mean, unless Wentz really stinks it up, which I think Wentz might be okay. I feel like people just, I don't know, this is kind of weird stuff around him. But I think Wentz will play most of the year. Sam Howe might get a few at the end, though, if he falls apart. Ooh, so you're thinking Sam Howe might actually be getting onto the field. Save that for later, Cole. Come on. <laughs> um, 
All right. All right. I got a couple more here. I did write down a lot of like list of things that did happen over the week. Okay. So we can go over real fast. Um, Eagles Jalen Hurts going six for six, you know, coming out and swinging real quick and out. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, we're both uh, believers in the Eagles this year. I think their offense is going to take a huge step forward. Second year system, second like full year for Jalen Hurts. A lot better weapons. I think Jalen Hurts can have a really good year. I think they're going to win their division. Um, and I fully buy into the Eagles offense being pretty dynamic and interesting. They have a really good line. Yeah, I think um, him coming out there, answering some of those critics, especially going six for six, 80 yards, literally the full length of the field by the air, you know, and taking a good hit. It was, it was by far incredible. All right, here we go. Made the playoffs last year, so I think like it's reasonable to expect in another year of experience to make some big improvements to his game. Seems like a grinder. He's got great pieces around him. Like Sirianni seems like a, at least a really good play caller. So now, if I remember correctly, as I'm going through my notes here, we were pretty low, or at least you were at least lower than I was on Jalen Hurts. I was. So you think now when we both listed him, I listed him in the mid category, and but I, we both suggested that he would take a bump up. That was something that we both agreed that he'll be out of that mid mid range. How confident are you in that now? That he's going to take a big step and get into the middle tier, upper middle. Oh, higher than the middle tier. Probably we're talking the Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott tier. Pretty confident. I mean, he has a lot around him. Um, like I said, he's better than I thought he was going to be. I did not believe in him coming out or going into last year at all. And he was better than I thought he would be. I think they like built a scheme around him very well. That's they scheme toward his strengths very well. And they seem like they're a smart organization. He's going to have pieces around him. Like he seems like he's got all the intangibles for sure. He still has some definitely big questions as a passer. Which is why he's so low, which gives me pause, but he seems like he's improving. So I would bet on him taking that step and getting into that tier, above, maybe above those guys by next year. Gotcha, gotcha. But the pressure is right. on. <laughs> going to a guy that probably has no expectations from both of us, Drew Locke came out and balled out 11 for 15, two touchdowns, while Geno Smith went 10 for 15 and 100 yards. Whew. Colby, what are your thoughts on that QB battle down in Seattle? Do you think things are going to even change there? Well, Drew Locke is clearly better. He's just going to be the starter. He still might be the worst starter in the league. I was definitely wrong. He's not very good. But I think it would be funny if he kind of semi-revived his career and was pretty good in Seattle. Um, feels like he's a one-year placeholder, realistically. Um, they're going to have two first-round picks next year, a good quarterback draft. Feels like they're just bottom out, get their pick of the crop. Let Drew Locke run around out there, throws bombs, some touchdowns, too many picks. Um, he's He'll at least be entertaining, I feel like. They'll, they'll sneak some wins, but, I mean, Drew Locke's better, I would say. Okay. Got a couple more. We're going to combine it, um, combine this take here. And I want to go ahead and go with your unbiased opinion. Who do you think would have the better – who had the better outing between these two quarterbacks? And if, which one do you think means more? Kellen Mond, who went 9 for 14, 119 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Or Desmond Ritter, 10 for 22, 103 yards, two touchdowns. 
59 yards rushing. What do I think means more? Yeah, what do you think means more? Or who do you think at least that first game at least? I don't know how to really put it. Just what do you think meant? I don't know. You just take it from there. I just told you. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's tough. Um, I'll probably go with uh, with Kellen Mond because I think it shows that he's at least made strides in improving. Remember last year when like uh, when they, whenever they were losing and someone asked Mike Zimmer like, hey, why don't you put Kellen Mond in? He was like, I've seen Kellen Mond every day in practice. That's why I don't put him in. Feels like maybe with the new coaching staff, he could grow into being something, at least a capable backup. Versus Desmond Ritter, I don't know. He, he showed his physical talent, but he really showed major concerns with accuracy to complete that low of a percentage in a preseason game, um, which is to be expected from him. So it's slightly concerning. What, what do you think? Do you disagree with me on that? I mean, I was just thinking I'm really excited for both of them to be on the field. You know, because I do think uh, both teams that they're going to be playing for are looking for that next, you know, waiting for that next person to step up. Mm-hmm. I hope that Calamon gets a chance to prove that he's our guy so we don't have to go shopping for another one. I think the Falcons are in that same position. So that's why I was trying to – I think that's what I was trying to go for when I was asking this question. And I think you hit it on the nail. Like, you know, Calamon is going to prove to be a more solid backup. Um, and, you know, Desmond Ritter, we're trying to see more growth out of him, you know? So I think he had a pretty solid on the nail there. I would still rather have Ritter out of the two, though. Yeah. But we'll see. I like what I saw. That's a good start for him under the new coach. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I thought it was a great start for him underneath the new coach. Yeah. But um, that is pretty much all the big news that I got without too much stepping onto any other segments that we have about the rookie quarterbacks and all that. Right. So – what do you got for us? Are we going to continue on? We got a, uh, yeah, we can get into the QB wheel if you want, or we can do, do you want to wait on the rookie quarterbacks and do the wheel first? Or uh, you want to hit one of our other segments? Let's hit up that QB rookie quarterbacks, I guess. Okay. All right. So I thought it'd be interesting. We're just talking about Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell a little bit. Um, so there's all the rookie quarterbacks that we talked about in the draft. Thought they were going to go earlier. They all fell because people didn't think they're any good. Um, but I do think most of them, or at least a few of them, will probably start some games. So I figure we could just kind of talk a little bit and rank, like, who do you think will start the most games out of Pickett, uh, Malik Willis in Tennessee, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, and Matt Corral. I think I'm not missing anyone, am I? I think that's all of them. Let's see. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So, out of all those guys, I mean, what what are your thoughts when you hear those names? Who do you who do you like the best, and who do you think will start the most games? Mm. A lot of people were raving about Malik Willis. I wasn't too big on him. Um. We'll see how he does in this next upcoming game. And he was playing against the Ravens. So you got to put all that into perspective. One of the preseason, you know, one of the best teams to play in the preseason for some reason. They love the preseason. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, the C. Desmond Ritter throw that uh, game-winning touchdown and everything, it was pretty exciting. We got to see a little bit of what we were talking about come to life 
you know, when we were talking about him about the draft and like, who do we like um, coming up from that? And he really highlighted all the things that he did in the combine. So hopefully, like you say, he picks up his accuracy in these next couple of preseason games. But um, I really think he would get some more starts and everything. I see him getting a good majority of the load, depending because especially the way Mariota plays too. You know, very scrappy. Who knows how I'm not trying yeah. to say, but you know, it, it's just very, very dangerous. <laughs> You're right on that. So, that was been an issue. Yeah. So, um, you know, see, who knows? Um, then you got, I'd say it's between Ritter though and Pickett in my head personally, but I'm going to go ahead. Ritter's more taking the cake for me. All right. I like that take. I agree that I think they'll they'll get the most love. I still think Pickett at the end of the day is going to start the most games because if he continues to look good in the preseason, Mitch, if he struggles like at all, it's going to be so loud. They're like, Pickett, Pickett, like they freaking love him. So I do think he'll, I hope at least he'll get the most starts. I may be slightly biased. I do agree with you, Ritter. It's like at a certain point, why even have Mariota out there? You're going to be bad anyway. Like, you might as well just throw this kid out there and see if he can play. He's a third-round pick. If he sucks, like, who cares? Just pick a quarterback next year. Um, but, I mean, I would just – unless he's just, like, atrocious and, like, you don't think you can win with him. But I think he'll get a good number of starts once he gets more reps in. Um, out of the other three, I honestly think Hal has the potential sneaky – to start the most games out of like Corral and Willis because I don't think Corral or Willis going to play much at all, if any. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? Um, Corral, yeah, I don't see him touching the light of or touching any field whatsoever, probably this season because he's behind both Darnold and Baker. Yeah. Um, and PJ Walker for that matter. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah, how probably not even going to field. Uh, I mean, Corral. I want to say how. Sorry, he'll probably see the field. Maybe I'm guessing. I'm going to guess around two games, maybe depending on like we said how Wentz does. Um, bad injuries too. <laughs> yeah, as I say, he usually does bad decisions with bad injuries. <laughs> um, Deadly combo. And then Malik, like I said, Malik Willis. Some people raved, like, really liked him while he was out there when he played against the Ravens. For me, you know, I hope we get to see a little bit more of him so we can see what's going on. But, shoof, I can say – I can really say I can see Ryan Tannehill running with this unless he comes out very shaky. I'm talking, like, two for six type of shaky, you know, where the season's almost, you know, pretty much set in stone. And they're just going to be like, all right, Tannehill – it's over. Go ahead, Malik. You got the season's pretty much done. To see what you can work with, you know, we'll start developing you now. Type deal. Like and that 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 sounds terrible, but at the same time, it, I, when I say it, it almost sounds a little realistic. Like it almost sounds a little realistic for the Titans. Like Tannehill just stinks up the bed, and it's just like, well, that's that. Awesome. <laughs> you know, time for Malik Willis. No, you know, that is a huge possibility. What's up? I said no A.J. Brown anymore as well. I agree with you on that. Yeah, I was about to say, it's going to be a different offense. So we'll see how it goes. You know, they still, well, not completely different when you have Derrick Henry. So we'll see. I mean, life can be still easy for Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis, whoever steps in with Derrick Henry by your side. Yeah. So that's true. I will say, like, if Malik Willis did, like, reach his physical potential, like the stuff he can do, 
him and Derrick Henry could be like a lethal combo, like just rushing. That would be very difficult to defend if Malik Willis actually popped and panned out. But he's very raw. So that like yeah. Fun. That's what they were, and see, that's why that's what I was kind of highlighting when I was talking about Calamon and uh, Desmond Ritter is, you know, the whole thing about being active on your feet. Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins aren't that uh, active, you know, they can't really run around like that. We see Tannehill be way better than Kirk Cousins at it, but see Malik Willis and uh, Ritter highlight highlight, you know, they're rushing. It's pretty good, you know. It really opens up the offense. Especially when you have highlight running backs like Derrick Henry. Man. Just man. <laughs> Very true. It does add a whole new element. So I like that. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think Corral has the least chance to play. I also agree with you on that. Um send him a new like now. So I'll be interested right. to see. I hope we get to see a couple of them. I hope it's not just like one or none. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's always fun to see what happens. You never know. Yeah. yeah that's it. And that's the thing. Like, we probably, for some of these guys, we probably won't even see, they won't even see the field, you know, mm-hmm. like Sam Howell. You know, he's probably, in real reality, we probably won't see him this season. I'll say. Know? Or Malik Willis, like you said. You know, Ryan Tannehill could play decent enough to keep him on the field for the season. So, it will definitely be interesting to see uh, so many good storylines. I love the NFL. Can't wait to uh, check out these games week one. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much the rookie quarterback segment. I wanted to see what your thoughts were on, on some of those guys. Um, so we can stick with the quarterbacks and go to the wheel, or we can talk about uh, some of these week one games, because I do want to get into that a little bit and just continue to build my hype for the first week. So I'm very excited. <laughs> um, I feel like we should – end on those week one games and keep building that hype at the end of the episode you know all right because i do have like some things that i want because i have like a little segment that i personally got it's a little bit like what do i want to see these last two preseason games left before week one all right so we can still do your quarterbacks but i, I still want a little bit more of a breakdown of the preseason as much as we can you know let's enjoy the let's enjoy the sloppiness as much as possible all right i like that i'm good with that football's here Oh, yeah. Very excited to watch us. Like, look at this. Sam Ellinger still balling out, you oh, know, five for seven, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Great preseason player. He's a great – really, that's going to be our next segment for next week. Preseason goats. <laughs> One the best preseason debut players that we see. Not even, like, they don't – and they stink in the regular season. doesn't matter. It's just like, wow. When they hit that preseason field, they look amazing. I like it. It's funny. All right. Well, what are some of the uh, some of the other preseason hype that you, you want to see? We want to get into that segment? Super. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into that real fast because this one's pretty quick. Right. Um, and this one is, are we going to see Flacco these next two games? What are your thoughts on him? Like, are we going to wait for Flacco? Do you want to wait for Flacco? What are your thoughts? To play him in the preseason? Mm-hmm. I mean, or like we got to see some reps. Yeah, I give Flacco a few drives, maybe play him with mostly backups. I wouldn't put him out there with like, especially after they lost Mikai Beckton. That sucks. He's never going to be healthy. Like, I wouldn't have all the ones out there. But yeah, I give Flacco some reps. He's an old man. He probably needs to shake the rust off. That's so funny if it's going to be Flacco playing the Ravens week one. He probably could- will be. He, 
I'm telling you, he might be going through that AFC North gauntlet if they want to be safe with Zach Wilson. Prevent um, one Joe Flacco. That's elite. <laughs> I, yeah, I, man, I, it's, I, it's just a popular storyline that I even buy into. So yeah, I give him a few reps. I agree with that. Plus, like who they probably only have one other. Who else do they have? Mike White still? Is he still there? Yeah, Mike White is still there. I guess we'll probably never see the week eight Mike White again if he can't beat out Flacco. <laughs> facts, facts. Uh, I mean, hey, that's what we got preseason for. Maybe he has a chance. Three touchdowns, Mike White in the preseason could be all the hype the Jets need. You could see. Um, the next one is I want to see both, as we mentioned, Desmond Ritter and Kevin Mond. I want to see some more playing time for them. Um, we were, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. I want to see them get a little more offense opened up. It's really awesome to see Kellen Mon play in a fun offense like with Kevin O'Connell and see Desmond Ritter with Arthur Smith. It's really awesome to see those young quarterbacks, you know, instead of old men running in those all on those new offenses. Um, yeah, let's see. Oh, here we go. Can they look controlled, not dysfunctional? Dallas and the New York Giants. Dallas coming out with 17 penalties or something like that (laughs) on their first game, most of them coming from offense. It was insane. What are your thoughts on the whole Mike McCarthy drama right now? I mean, it's pretty hilarious. That's that's a great preseason storyline. I'd forgotten about that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it has the potential to easily just blow up and go horribly south at any moment. Uh, it could be solid at NFC. I feel like they're right there, middle of the pack, kind of. But I don't think they're going to be any, near as good as they were last year. They played uh, a lot of bad offenses and backup quarterbacks last year, got a lot of turnovers. Um, I don't think that's going to happen as much this year. Their offense is going to be less dynamic. This is probably the worst line Dak has ever had. And they're Mike McCarthy sloppy. I don't think. I think it could easily go south, and they'd be like, all right, get rid of this dude. All right, I like it. Um, and the other one was the Giants. I don't know how you. I don't know if you forgot this, but they were dropping hands at each other for practices before their first preseason game even started. Um, Dayball and the Daniel Jones offense already looking a little rough to start, also as it is. What are your thoughts over there? Right, the Giants is still preseason, I know, and it's hard, it's already early to count them out. But yeesh, Daniel Jones looks like he did not do much to improve his game (laughs) yeah i i believed in daniel jones at one time but yeah i kind of agree with you i like brian dayball but it feels like they might just have they might be better in parts on offense but i feel like daniel jones will probably just not be it and they'll suck one more year and then just pick a new quarterback and be like this was a bust move on feels bad (laughs) yeah i don't like when you're looking bad when you're daniel jones in the preseason it's not like unnecessary for you you need to be out there like, oh, damn, he's struggling to compete out here in the preseason. <laughs> like, that's probably not a great sign. Yeah. It's wow. not – like, I, I had to ask myself that same question when I saw Davis Mills play. I was watching Texans highlights, and I'm like, man, they, he's been in for, like, the whole entire first half, and he hasn't scored a touchdown? I was like, oof. Not I was good. like, that's yeah. yeah, that's not good. You know, that is not a good sign. You know, he'll play the whole first half and you're not scoring. Um, Still like- all right, continue. Speaking of, you know, these are guys that I pretty much want to see get out there and pretty much rock the preseason. And uh, I don't know if I want to see if you have any, if you question any of these. I don't know if you will, 
but that's Trevor Lawrence, Jordan Love, Tua, and Trey Lance. I think we've seen Jordan Love yesterday. He played. He played decent, I want to say. I watched a little bit of it, but, you know, I didn't want to cloud too much. He did play solid. They got the win. So, there you go. There you go. But I do want to see Tua, especially in this new offense, get, like, a, a drive like Jalen Hurts, you know, six for six with Tyreek and all these weapons, you know, just going out there and just straight slasher, you know? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I like that. I agree on some, disagree on some of the others. Jordan Love, yeah, I definitely want to see him out there because, like, he doesn't play in the regular season. So, like, I need to see if he has any, like, gifts he can make, like, big plays. Uh, he looked shaky the only time I've seen him. So, I definitely want to see Love. Trevor Still Lawrence. Does. Trevor Lawrence, he, he doesn't need to be out there. Um, it's preseason. Trevor oh. Lawrence past that. Um, you think so? A new uh, offense, new coach, new, and, you know, real coaching, you know, first time with real coaches. You don't think it needs to be out there for a drive or two? Maybe a drive, one drive, max. Hit That's it. what I'm saying. Like, get that one nice, clean drive in, get the haters off, and then get back off the field. Yeah, I mean, I could see him, like, I could go for a drive, but – that's probably the max. Trevor Lawrence, I still feel like I know that he's good. I'm just worried about the regular season. He can still go through all the prep and everything, get some of the ones that are younger in, get get acclimated. But you need him to be healthy for the year, especially after what just happened to Zach Wilson. So I would not put Trevor Lawrence out there more than drive. Trey Lance, yeah. I agree. I do need to see a little more, a couple drives or two, because he has so many questions. He just hasn't played that many snaps. So I want to see him react a little bit. Same. I want to see more Trey Lance. Um, the hater in me almost got silenced last time he was on the field this last preseason game. So I was even I was about to say we're gonna I might as well let it out now. Another idea that we can do before the regular season is our retake show yeah. where we go ahead um, pretty much do uh, like a little bit more right excitement in the preseason to get to Jalen. How's the game you're watching? Take our, we're Anything fun going on? Um, going good. Line driving down the field midway through the third quarter. Ooh, Jay Blau. Oh my goodness. With the Aaron Rodgers like play, getting him to jump off sides and throwing the free vertical for the touchdown on the Colts. Um, oof, man, very Aaron Rodgers like right there. David Blau. You know it sucks. Yeah, David Blau. <laughs> David Blau. <laughs> A great XFL or AF quarterback. He would tear it up in one of those leagues. Exactly. But um, great Lions quarterback. What can I say? Already a legend. Um, back to what we were going through, though, before we were cut off for part two here. Um, things that we want to see throughout the preseason before regular season start. Um, we mentioned a little bit about it in our little rookie conversation here, rookie quarterback conversation. And that's uh, I want to see some higher snap counts from Malik Willis and uh, George Pickens. I have to see more of George Pickens. Um, those are two guys that I do want to see more snap counts given to. Um, I want to see Pickens on the field catching a couple more dimes, um, especially and just getting physical with corners. I thought I think it's going to be interesting now that they've seen that highlight of him just tossing the guy right off the rip, you know, making his name. Monster. I thought that was perfect, you know, just like, hey, this is who I am. Be ready. Like, and everything, you know, now you know corners out there like, oh, He's going to try and do that. Okay, here we go. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I want to see him do that. And then I want to see him do his thing in the preseason, you know, for at least, you know, half a game. 
before he goes crazy. Same thing with Malik Willis. I want to see see them do their thing before, and I hope the Titans don't pull that weird pull them off in the middle of the drive or something like that. I've heard where yeah. they just pull them out like the second or third down, just pull them out, and it's just like, oh, sorry, Brian, look at that. <laughs> Job <laughs> safe, right? Job safe, right? So. Um, those are just a couple of things. What are your thoughts before we keep going here on uh, Malik Willis and your boy Pickens? Uh, Pickens, I only need to see a little bit more. He's going to be a contributor, so I actually don't need him to be out there too much. I want to see him get like to the point tonight where Pickett comes in. I'd like to see him get a drive or two with Pickett, see them build that chemistry a little bit. But, I mean, he's going to be a starter day one, so I don't need him out there a ton. I uh, totally agree with you on Malik Willis, though. Um, he's going to be the backup. You need to get him as many live ball reps. Liberty, like the offense he was running, playing against Liberty-level competition is so different from the NFL. So even like preseason is a step up. Um, you all right? Sorry. Spider, I think. Oh. I don't know. There's something something, something floating around me, flying or floating. Sorry. I get it. Southwest crazy. Yeah. Under attack. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely want to see Malik Willis because I think – like, he'll always be linked to Pickett for me as well, um, even if they, like, do both end up sucking, which I hope not. But um, just because all the hype before everyone was saying the Steelers were going to pick Willis, how much they loved him, and then they went with Pickett, they're ever gonna, forever going to be linked for me because of that. Um, so I definitely want to see more of him. I think he has the potential to be a nice talent, but he's he needs to learn a lot. This is the best way to learn. Yeah, exactly. That's why I want to see him out there, you know. Screw Matt, screw Ryan Tannehill's feelings. Just get them out there, get them snap count. Um, these are teams that I kind of want to see more, just get a highlight moment because I know I'm not going to see much in the regular season. Okay. It's not really teams, it's just actually team. But it looks like now because I crossed them off. And that's the Texans. <laughs> I need them to just do something exciting in the preseason, you know. Give me something. After I saw today their highlights of last week's game. You know, it did not give me too much confidence in that. But I was like, man, you got two weeks. Give your fans and me something to look forward to, you know, at least for your team's sake. Like, give us something that's crazy or at least something to hold on to for them. Um, another thing that I'm going to look for is going to be the Saints defense. Um, we got this new de- – their defensive coordinator is taking up the helm. But uh, it's hard to – they lost, I think, to the Packers the other night. And it's hard to lose. It's hard to win at Lambeau, first of all. I don't know if they actually won or not. That You can double-check me on that. But they did just play. Um, Ian Book, they look cool. I was not going to lie. Seeing Ian Book play instead of a stinking, what's his name, Taysom Hill. Oh, my gosh. Ian Book looks like an actual quarterback that can run. It's pretty interesting what they can do there when Jameis is not there. That's all I can say. He might be better than we think. Um Speaking of things that need to be better than we think, it's the Pats offense. <laughs> I'm very um, about the Pats offense. I think it might be pretty bad. Yeah, they were struggling against the Panthers last night. That was oof. Let me just say, I mean, yes, it's just again preseason game. You know, not taking anything you know for heart, but it, the, the play calling was pretty bare bones. You know, it was classic New England play calling, and it was like. You could definitely see the Panthers were catching on to it. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was nothing to be excited about, especially. But Mac Jones, like you said, you have more confidence in to lead that offense. A um, couple more things. Uh, I think these ones would be fun. 
need a win to feel good. The Lions and Commanders, as I'm watching the Lions right now, they're up 2013. If they get this win, I guarantee you it's going to feel good for them, especially with hard knocks. Yeah, <laughs> preseason, but yeah, I agree. I, know, I was about to say that, that I feel like they're t- those are especially the Commanders. They have nobody showing up to their games. You know, right now in training camps, we've seen the pictures. They need to build a, an atmosphere right now, a hype atmosphere around their team because it is just depressing and a disappointing atmosphere right right now when you talk about the commanders and just going to a game it looked like it wasn't the most ecstatic environment because even in some like I was watching the Packers game you know some of these games like even this one right now against the Colts the stadium's pretty packed you know like this is pretty like you, you see the colors like they're pretty packed out here but that Washington game it was like you could see just giant spots of emptiness and I could I feel like that might be a trend we see in the regular season. Um, but yeah, I mean, besides that, Bears in Seattle, they were slated to play against each other. I just wanted to say which team will fold faster. Um, what are your thoughts? Which team do you think is going to fold faster in the regular season? Bears in Seattle. That's, that's all I'm looking for in the preseason. It's just going to show me who's going to collapse faster in the, in the regular season. Huh. Uh, right now, it's looking like it might be the Bears. It is. It, it, I, that just Justin Fields gets a old touchdown. Yes. Wow. What a throw. Sam Ellinger. Tied it but up. Anyways. Yeah, just to tie it up. Preseason Joe. Elite preseason quarterback. <laughs> yeah, man. Those Texas quarterbacks know how to play in the preseason for some reason. Sure. Um, yeah. So, sorry. Um. Yeah, I was about to say, such a touchdown, man. That's that's game changer. Um, Football's back. (laughs) So the Bears, I think, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think they'll collapse faster than the Seahawks because I think they still have enough pieces on defense to have some moments, even though they're going to be worse. And while their offense looks really horribly bad, um, I do think Justin Fields is going to improve and will. He does some dynamic things. And he will, I think, elevate some pieces somewhat. They have a, at least Mooney is something, but it's not much. You know, you're saying defensive pieces, but we didn't mention this. Um, they're losing Rokon Smith. Well, in the most shady, and what is right now the most shady trade deal to be ever made right now. If they uh, can get a lot for Roquan Smith, I mean, I would honestly do it. You got to get pieces around Justin Fields, pick some linemen, get some receivers. I know the Bears love defense, but they got to go all in. Yeah. It'll be interesting what they do with him. Yeah. Uh, Although that's I- just going to be another one, you know, not, another domino to fall for the Bears, you know, for another what might be a struggle of a season. But who knows? I mean, <laughs> they could probably pull seven, eight wins right underneath my nose for all I know. Yeah, it's tough. But it's, uh, not, nothing, nothing double digits, but yeah, seven or eight. Definitely less concern. That's like a concern max for me is if they get seven or eight wins. That's why I'm like, okay, what in the world's going on here? <laughs> like, this is just an oddly good season for the Bears. Let's <laughs> see what happens with that. I will say, and maybe being a little too low on Seattle, I think I picked them to be the worst team in the league. They might be like only the second or third worst team. Um, see, this is why that retake show will come in handy, folks. You'll be interesting. We'll see. I still think they're going to suck. So I'll say the Seahawks slap faster than the Bears. Bears will slap some wins on Justin Fields. Because I do still like Justin Fields. He has some gifts. I do too. Um, 
just sucks that he's a bear. Uh, but yeah, so we're pretty much going to transition into that little QB reel. Well, my last one here, and that's Baltimore and Arizona. Can they reel in the QB drama before the regular season starts? Ooh, that's Can a- they calm it all down? Um, especially right now with Lamar. <laughs> oh my goodness, Lamar is trying to make everything spicy in Baltimore. Um, I hope they get the contract done by week one. Um, it'll be cool if he balls out and then gets a new contract because that contract is going to be insane yeah. if he pulls it off. And like, I am rooting for that. Like, I am going to root for an insane, like, for him to ball out and get that contract money. But at the same time, be smart and get it before week one, man. Um, wow. and Kyler Murray, you know, answering all the critics and all that, it's gonna be hard. I don't know how he's gonna do it this preseason. Obviously, but what are your thoughts on the whole QB dramas around Baltimore and Arizona? Who do you think is going to reel it in better by week one? That's a tough question. I honestly will say Baltimore just because they have a better, more experienced coaching staff, more experienced front office, and I love Lamar Jackson. I think you have they're going to pay him a massive contract, I think. They will just end up paying him at some point because he's just too special and too important to their offense. He is their offense. Like, it's all built around him and his – unique abilities so i think the ravens as much as i hate to say will be pretty good this year although i do have some concerns about the receivers but i have more faith in them as an organization than the cards for sure so for that reason i'll say the ravens uh, will overcome their qb drama situation better than the cardinals well there you go um that is all i got for my preseason inspection i'm all done that's all i wanted to see throughout this preseason folks um Good. yeah what do you got cole what do we got left do you agree? Got a lot more i'm pretty sure we got the qb wheel here so oh, yeah here i'll go ahead and share my screen this should be a fun one it's a massive wheel it's got over uh 30 names actually here we go got it there we go yeah i got it all right so it's got all the names we got all these quarterbacks. So essentially the game is we just take turns, spin the wheel. All, you can go first or, uh, or I'll go first either way. Just take turns, spin, land on a quarterback. You got to give a positive and a negative take about that quarterback uh, as best you can. The most intriguing positive and negative takes about them. Why it could work, why it couldn't, et cetera, et cetera. Like maybe kind of a best case scenario, worst case scenario type thing. Big concerns, big, or big concerns, big things they got going for them, essentially. So. I gotcha, I gotcha. So I think it's pretty fun. You, you want to spin it first? You want to go first? Or you want me to go? Yeah, let me go ahead. Give me a spin. What we got? All right. One second. Oh, screen's gone. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's annoying. First spin of the wheel. Uh, Superstar. So Patrick Mahomes is in an interesting spot this year post Tyreek Hill. So Jalen, let me see what you got. Well, I've said it multiple times. I'm going to start with the bad. Uh, My negative take with him. And it's his dry spots and his dry spells, I guess. When he's bad, he is very, very bad. Um, that's my pretty much my bad take on it. My positive take is 
I'm actually starting to believe that that's probably not going to happen this year. Um, I'm thinking I'm actually leaning more towards that. He probably will keep it more consistent and contained. Um, things can be more relied back. I think we're going to see a different side of Patrick Mahomes, and I think it's going to be still good. I still it's going to be you know Patrick Mahomes level that we know. So that's what uh those are my two my positive and my negative takes there. I like that. I agree. I think that's pretty good. That's a fun one. All right, good little start. All right. Here we go. I think that was good. This is what I got for my first time. I love the sound effects. Great. Oh, yeah, it's very clinky. All right. Confetti is a nice touch. <laughs> I do like confetti. All right. So same division as Pat Mahomes. Oof, that's tough. Okay. Um, well, my positive take is Russell Wilson. He has been such a good, consistent, solid quarterback over the last decade. He's made so many great plays, won so many games in the regular season. He has a Super Bowl. He hasn't had any playoff success for a while, but he always lights it up, and he was carrying a mess in Seattle. That team was trash compared to the roster he has now. Better line, as good, if not better weapons, better defense, offensive coach. He seems he's exactly where he wants to be, and he's going to pop off, and it will be Super Bowl contenders. My negative is – it is all very new, first-time coach in a new system, and he's getting a little bit older. So it might not be super easy for him to just jump in and dominate like he would. There might be some real hiccups, and it's a brutal division, and that lack of experience might cost him a lot of games. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, the lack of, I mean we, he is known for those hiccups, man. Good God, when they get those MVP votes start coming in. <laughs> he just starts getting worse and worse. So we'll see how he does in mile high. Be a lot of pressure. I'm very intrigued to see what the Broncos look like. All right, you want to go again? Yes, sir. Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Big difference from Pat Mahomes. Mm. <laughs> All right, my positive take is Marcus Mariota has been shown to be scrappy. Um, when he was with the Raiders, when he was going through this whole transition with the Titans and stuff, you know, he's always scrappy on his feet. He's always very scrappy, very always thinking on his feet. Um, goodness. The negatives do outweigh, sadly, the positives <laughs> um, because of the fact that he is probably scrappy and he does choose to run with his feet first. Um, tends to get injured and not make the best throwing decisions, but it is, he is one of those players that if he makes those big throws and he does, he somehow does light up the moment somehow, like he does go in and does his job in the moment. But if he doesn't, Oh dear God, he does not live in the moment. The moment just tears him a new one. So it's a big hit or miss guy, but um, it'll be interesting to see how many weeks he'll be starting in Atlanta. But I'm definitely think it's it's gonna be very interesting. That, that's all I can say. I, I I agree. I think that's fun. I I don't love Mariota. I know that was a tougher one, but I do. I will say I think the Falcons are one of like the most interesting bad teams. It's like yeah, they're gonna be bad, but they do have some nice, interesting pieces. Like a coach just in his second year, complete tear down, but they kind of got some extra picks now for Matt Ryan. Um, it's kind of interesting. So. I don't know how good they'll be, but it'd be fun if Desmond Ritter got in there a little bit. I don't know how good they can be with Marietta. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's give another spin here. 
Ah. Oh, one more time. Spin it again. That's oh, you can remove it though. So that way you don't get them again. Yeah, I that. Sorry. Do it next time. All right. Yeah. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Um, well, the positives are easy. I mean, dude took the Bengals to the Super Bowl last year. He's Joe Cool to me. He's a top five quarterback in the league. Looks like a generational young talent. Insane. Carrot looks great. Clutch. Leads the team to wins. And he did it with no blocking. And he's now going to have a much, much better offensive line. So, like, sky's the limit. Get some rings. The downside, um, last year could have very easily been a magical run. The conference is tougher. Uh, Baltimore will be more healthy. Once Deshaun Watson plays, you kind of get a break from that this year. But once he plays, the Browns are very dangerous. And Pittsburgh improved the roster. Um, depending if Pickett pops a quarterback, that's brutal. But the conference is obviously tough. So to me, and of course, the Super Bowl loser has a tendency of having a big hangover. So it's easy to see the Bengals kind of disappointing a little bit because of now all the high expectations in the brutal AFC. It is a brutal AFC. <laughs> But I, I, it's Joe Burrow lives for those expectations. We'll see how it bolts. We'll see how it all goes down, man. This, whew, can't wait for that week one expectations ready. It's gonna be a good one. All right, what do we got next? All right, you ready for another spin? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, I keep forgetting to take them off. <sighs> oh, so close. That's very stupid. All right, here's a new one. Here we go. Oh, this one's disgusting. Trey Lance. Okay. Oh, not a fan of Trey Lance. That that's gonna be a big revisit, maybe. Two pops. Trey Lance. Um his positives. Let's start with that. Positives of Trey Lance. High a lot of upside, not gonna lie. We see I see it. I can definitely I definitely see it. I see what everyone's talking about. You know, he's very mobile. He's very he got the big ball, you know. But I just still have not seen enough. And that's my negative. It's I and I think many people, we just have not seen enough of Trey Lance. Um, we want to see more of him on the field. I think those questions can be answered through playing. It's simple as that. He's got the starting job. Um, he's in a nice system. So, you know, it's really hard to mess it up. In my opinion, that's all I'm thinking in my head is it's really hard to mess up the system that he's in with Shanahan. So I want to see how good is he, can he get wins in the NFL as a starter and not just be doing his little screen pass or run it in like he did last season. I want to see him open a playbook like he had, like he is the starter. So I want to see this playbook open up and see him play a full 60 minutes, you know, and see how we do. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with that. The upside's crazy, but, yeah, he's he's seen so little snaps. I'm very excited to watch the Niners this year. They're fascinating to me. Um, really look forward to see what they are this year. You sound like your favorite NFC team sometimes. I do like – I mean, I just feel like they have so much potential. Like, if he is good, like, they could be a juggernaut. But we'll see. All right. Let's give it a Matt Ryan. 
Okay. Well, you know, Matt Ryan, I guess I'll, I'll start with the positives. Um, you know, he's an old veteran. He's a guy. He's seen a, a lot of defenses. He's been around this league a long time. He's played at a pretty solid level for a while. Uh, and he had bad O-line, a terrible roster last year. He's going to have more time this year. Smart guy, veteran, more time. He's more responsible than Wentz. He's going to cook it up, win you a lot of games. Negatives, the receiving core is less than ideal. Um, and I, he's not nearly as dynamic as most of the quarterbacks in the AFC, and most of them also have more dynamic weapons. So there's just not a ton of home run capability, which I feel like is going to limit the Colts' offense a little bit compared to some of these other teams. Yeah, I mean, that escapability we mentioned a little bit, it's going to – we'll see how much, but, I mean, it's a still run-heavy team. He's going to have nice weapons. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, oof. Right about that. All right, setting me up with another one, man. I want to keep going. All right. Next on the wheel. Any fun names left? Ton of names. Sam Howe. Our Sam Howe talk. Getting a lot of love today. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm glad that he came. I'm glad his name fell upon me here. Okay. Sam Howe, the upside, is questionable. We don't know anything about this guy. You know, he's coming from UNC. Um, only thing we do know from his university days is, or his college days, is that his coach said we did not have enough around him. Um, that that says something. When you have Scary Terry to help highlight some of that too, you know, and the rotating running back core that they have in commanders could be interesting. Obviously, questions around the line, but that's not him. What I want to talk about is the great plays that he made in the preseason game. Um, I hope that he does that these next two games. But his negative is, who is this guy? You know, it's that you're playing at the Commanders. You, no one really knows you. Um, you still got to play over Carson Wentz, sadly. Um, but couldn't be the most. It's not like the biggest uphill battle. But you know, we still have to sit here and you know determine: Are you really that guy? You know, and I think that's going to take some time for him. I think yeah. that might be his only negative is that you're coming from UNC. No one really believes that you're that guy to begin with, especially coming from, you know, the ACC. So, yeah, the offense he played in too. He does have interesting physical talents. And I will say it'd be fun if the commanders were good. If Washington was a contender in that FC, he would be a fun quarterback. If he was good. I think it's me once most of the year. Uh, um, they're another team I'm interested to see because I feel like we could be sleeping on him a little, even though I don't trust him at all. But, I, I was about to say, they stung us way too bad last season, man. <laughs> that, when we had them for 10-plus wins, and they just got yeah. way underneath that. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> we learned a lesson there, but they're interesting. Click, click, clink. Clack. One spin goes around. Ooh. Okay. Well, we've talked about Malik Willis, but – you know, positive here. Ryan Tannehill is a, he's a guy who's been around. He's won plenty of games. He's more mobile than you think. He's smart. Usually he, he can make all the throws. He's a pros pro leader. And he's been a receiver. Um, he's won a lot of games. The Titans have been a perpetual AFC South top dog, really been in the playoffs, won a pl playoff game or two. He's a veteran. He gives you the best chance to win in the AFC South. He can easily win the division again. And who knows gets hot playoff run. He's a smart veteran. 
Uh, the very, very smart. He throws some dumb picks. He's definitely very <laughs> compared to all the other quarterbacks. He's older. He's not getting any better or more dynamic, probably. Uh, so he's definitely probably hit his ceiling, and he could easily crap out at any moment. <laughs> I mean, that, that was obviously the crap out any moment part. It's really what's hanging over him right now. So, I mean, just keep working, man. And that's all I can say for him. Just keep working. Yeah. <laughs> like, How many more of these you want to crank? Keep going, man. Until you can, at least until you fold. How about that? All right. just, there's a lot of QBs on that spinner. All right. Now the starter. Wow. All right. So we got the backup and the starter. Um. Okay. Sorry. Had a little disconnect there. Good. Um. There we go. I don't know if you can hear me or not. I can hear you. I got you. Okay. This doesn't sound right. Anyways. Um. So, sorry, I am just lost. Carson Wentz, yes. my mic is literally disconnected on me. Carson Wentz and stuff here, positives and negatives. All right. Negative about Carson Wentz. Probably, probably has just a bad rep just around him right now. <laughs> um, definitely just not, you know, get the Colts, the way he ended with the Colts, it just did not go as planned let's just say it as that that's probably the light way of putting it did not go as planned um and now here you are in washington on your third team just like that so um that's probably the only negative i see really with carson wentz is there's just a bad rep around him he has a lot of he's been under the microscope for so long and, and everything um, this is his last, it almost always feels like this is his last stand. Felt like it in Indiana, and now it feels like that again here in Washington. Um, the positives is he does deliver sometimes. <laughs> he does, I, 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 we can at least admit that he does at least have his moments. You know, he has, he has his good little spree where he gets his, his footing underneath him. He doesn't look like he's been seeing all his past injuries come into effect and everything. Um, that's about it, though. I mean, that's that's all I can really think of when it comes to Carson Wentz. I'm more, I mean, you think, I mean, you can kind of hear it when you talk, when you hear me talk about it. I'm more excited to hear from Sam Howell or even Taylor Heineke over Carson Wentz. But he's more, definitely, how about this? He's definitely more of a solid player than those two guys he's definitely probably more consistent at the moment than those two guys for what we know oh i'm just thinking about this week one slate man because washington has a sneaky fun week one game uh i figured so i'm excited to get that kick um i say you want to rock till the end of this right here yeah sure i do want to ask do you have you played the new madden yet did you get it i have not i've been having some uh I've been trying to get it, but man, my Xbox won't let me buy it. So I'm gonna have to go to the store and get like a gift card or something and buy it. Yeah. Or get the hard copy. Yeah. It happens. I it does. A bunch. I got it last night and downloaded it. So. Oh, dude. I mean, I've heard it's a little glitchy still, but it's mad. I've also heard it's mad. And that's what I was about to say. I'm just here for the franchise mode. I'll I'm say only- they, did, they did improve. The franchise mode is better. I guarantee you probably like it a lot more now. 
Yeah, it's minor improvements, but improvements for sure. They definitely made the scouting better, and the opposing teams like actually have logic now when they draft and stuff. Okay, okay. So then, like, if you have like a star wide receiver, they're out there getting star corners and stuff. And like, they won't like. I don't know if you remember in like the last game, the how just any they would just basically draft based off the board where they were yeah. ranked. So like they the Bengals would be picking like QB in the first round and crazy stuff. It's because he's just the first and best available. Yeah. Okay. So they fixed that side of it. The scouting is much better. It's the same basic concept they cleaned it up. So I like it. All right. What quarterback you got? All right, here we go. Oh, I was so close to Joey B. The week one starter. Um, all right, well, Mitch is in by far the best situation he's ever been in, so that's a positive. He's got weapons galore, nothing like the, the what he had in Chicago. He's got Mike Tomlin, a great head coach, stable organization. The line's a little shaky, but he moves well. He's the perfect fit for the scheme. He's in position to succeed, and he's going to be the guy. He has the chance to win you a lot of games this year. Uh, my negatives for Mitch is, I mean, the writing's on the wall. The replacement's been drafted on the roster. Pickett, Pickett probably, you hope, has a higher ceiling. You just drafted him in the first round. So we know what Mitch is, and the writing's on the wall. So I could see him easily kind of just struggling and then being like, all right, whatever. We might as well just throw Kenny Pickett in there. Because the minute, like, the whole point of Mitch is, like, what, he's not going to make the rookie mistakes. So the minute he just starts doing dumb stuff and you lose – you just throw Pickett in there because you got to see him. So that's the negative is that he already knows that he's on a very strict timeline as the start. And that could affect yeah, him. that leash is super short. Yeah. So, all right. You want to before you give that spin? I just wanted to mention you really went in on the on the Bears right there for a minute when you mentioned that he's in the best situations he's in ever. Dude, you really went in on the Bears. I mean, you know, he made it to the playoffs with the Bears, right? You know, that one team was stacked, but he still didn't have this good of weapons. Weapons-wise, yes. Offensively, yes, but that defense was... He's never played with a receiver as good as Deontay Johnson. Probably or George Pickens, even though Pickens hasn't played a game yet. He's probably already better than... I guess Allen Alan Robinson is good. But you're forgetting, you also have Chase Claypool, too. Yeah. Like, that often, you're, uh, this weapon... No, I, I agree, the weapons are there. Like, all right... <laughs> I've, been, I've been cooking with him in Madden. I made a franchise. I bet. I bet you and Mitch Trubisky are best friends. Now I played two. I did play two the first two games with Mitch. In the second one, you wanted like, to keep it "quote unquote" realistic. Huh? I wanted to see like, him like, him a couple games. And we'll put like, it yeah, I put Pickett in the third game. <laughs> but I got they had they brought back the uh, QB development game. And oh, got that, and they made it easier than it used to be. You can throw a pick now. Yeah, but anyway, all right. It's but yeah. I'm gonna check. I I'm gonna have to find a way to check that out here. My I have one more day off, so Word. I'll figure it out. No, I'll figure it out. All right, you want to give it another spin here? Yeah, man. Right, See if I can get myself a big name quarterback, not these uh scrubs. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> Jared Goff. So close. Jared Goff. So close to Kirk Cousins. Oh man! All right, Jared. This is what I have to say about Jared Goff. Um, a great. He has playoff experience. 
Um, solid starter, you know, for right now. Nothing too much to rave about. Um, and that's pretty much also his negative, is that there is literally not anything to rave about this man. <laughs> um, Just a guy. He has the like, yes he, yes, he has playoff experience and everything. And you always have to account for that. But since leaving that system from the Rams, it's not looking good. Um I mean, shoot, you can see Dan. I mean, if Dan Campbell is still struggling with him this year, I could definitely see them trying one more time with Dan Campbell with a new quarterback. Besides that, yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like Jerry Goff is just, yeah, that's literally the negative. It's just like he has nothing to rave about. He is literally a guy in the NFL. You know, he's made it to the playoffs, nothing to stellar. You know, that's, that's what I pretty much got. No, I agree. I think that's a good take. I can see the Lions drafting a quarterback this year. I think they probably will if there's a good one there. All right, try to speed through some real quick. Let's see if we can get another one. All right. Zach. Wow. Well, it's been a rocky offseason for Zach Wilson. He slept with his mom's best friend, and everyone hyped him up to be a dog. And then he hurt his knee Thought in the preseason game, thought he might be done for the year. Going to be just a couple weeks now. Interesting positives. The Jets seem like they've added some talent in the draft. He's got more weapons around him than Sam Darnold ever had at this point. Um, and the line, while it's not great, even though they lost back then, they picked up Dwayne Brown. So he's got some pieces around him and some talent, reasonable to expect he'll take a big step forward. Uh, negatives, I mean, it's the Jets. It's a chaotic organization, maybe not a good coach, and he throws a lot of picks, so it could go real south real fast. Jets is the negative. Yeah, that's – Man, all that hype literally just came came crashing down on this poor man. There's a, uh, a lot of long range. Yeah. He has, I mean, he, he, you, you even said it yourself. He has a lot of exciting tangibles. You know, he did all this stuff in the offseason, um, building up the hype, I guess we have to, we'll just call it that. Um, but yeah, that's. It, it, it just stinks. Like, now we got to sit here. We got a couple weeks of Flacco, which, <laughs> I mean, doesn't stink. But it's cool. I mean, that's – man, stinks for Jets fans looking forward to a great start, you know, with a young quarterback, definitely. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing Zach Wilson. So, I hope he's fine and he's out there and we get to see what he looks like. You want to try one more speed drill? Yeah, let's go through a speed round type deal. So, you get three quarterbacks each in the speed round. I don't know how much time we have. Just go as quick as you can. Derek Carr. All right. Positive and a negative for Derek Carr. He is a dog. He fights to the <laughs> end. He has the most game-winning drives in the last season. Um, they're, they're set up to be in a tough division, as always, with AFC West and Patrick Mahomes. But he is a fighter and everything. The negatives for him is he's probably a little bit too bold at times. We have seen that he likes to overshoot the ball a little bit too daring, overthrow maybe here and there, you know, where you could probably just, you know, just run it, you know, and just let give it to you guys in the back, Josh Jacobs, you know, like great back. Um, but, you know, you like to, he does overstep, I like to say, like where he throws an interception and it's silly, but it's, you know, it's competitive. He is just a competitive spirit. Yeah, I agree. That was a pretty good one. I think that's going to probably cook us for time, but I'll start. Oh, no. I like that. That was, that was a good actor take. Lamar Jackson. 
be all right, Jalen. So to finish up here, pretty alive. exciting. Uh, Exciting stuff we had today. Um, going to finish up Negative. with week one, looking really, ahead really at the stopped. schedule and, and what we think are the best games. Um, there's some very interesting games week one, I think. So I thought we would just kind of go through and rank um, our favorite games here. Uh, I don't know if you've got the schedule pulled up in front of you, but I can share it real quick. Yeah, go ahead and share it real fast while I get it pulled up. Here we go. All right. So there you go. Interesting slate of games. Um so we can kind of rank them a little bit, but just to start out, what what jumps out is you start in the one o'clock window. You you know you we're both big one o'clock guys usually. Uh, what what game intrigued you the most there in that first Sunday one o'clock window? Um, let's see. Probably, and I'm looking at it. Probably looking at yeah, it's gonna be probably New England at Miami, and Pittsburgh Cincinnati. Those are going to be the two games that I'll be looking at. Um, New England, Miami, I mean, both just the highlights are their offenses. Yeah, those are that's interesting. They always those rivals always get together. I was actually going to say, and the Baker Cleveland revenge game is pretty interesting, but I can't say it's the most because of Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. I really like Jacksonville and Washington, but I'll say my my most intriguing game in that window is the, the Niners and the Bears, just because Justin Fields, Trey Lance right off the grip. I really want to see what these dudes look like. I said Trey Lance is fascinating. So I think that's a very interesting game on Fox. I also like Jacksonville-Washington as a sneaky one. So I think both those teams. That's, that was the one that I was looking at as well, and it was Jacksonville-Washington. Because who knows what's going on with Washington's QB situation. I mean, obviously we all assume it's going to be Carson Wentz, but let's let's just live on the Sam Howell hype for a little bit. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I really want to see Trevor Lawrence with the real coaching staff this year and see how Peterson. So that's always going to be interesting. Um, I, I think Detroit-Philly could also be an interesting game. Do you think Detroit could catch Philly sleeping that first week? Or no, nah, you believe too much in the Eagles? I think that Eagles defense is going to be something to reckon with for the Lions. Um, just talking about Jared Goff and everything, I don't think he's going to be enough to get the Lions over the hunch of the Eagles defense. We talked about Jalen Hurts, how he's going to be taking that big step. We did not say it. Or at least I did not say anything about Jared Goff. So, yeah, I'm looking at the Eagles for an easy win when it comes to the Lions on that one. Interesting. I think Detroit could give them problems, but I agree with you, Philly is much better. Um, Yeah, I mean, the baked redemption could be fun. Davis Mills versus the Colts. I mean, that's not really that interesting. Uh, what about the later games, that 4 o'clock window? What do you like most out there? Yeah, what really pains me of that 4 o'clock window was I was really excited hoping that the Vikings would be in the 1 o'clock window. <laughs> But instead, we got one of the what looks like to be, yeah, America's Game of the Week um, on Fox, which is always, you know, what they usually hype up to be their game, like, you know, a primetime midday game, which isn't the best feeling. But let's just not look at that. And let's look <laughs> at the Warriors and Chargers. Um, that one, I think, is going to be a great opener. But, oh, dude, right above it is the Chiefs Cardinals. Like those are the four o'clock games are really solid. Let's just say the one game I won't be won't be tuning into 
it's the Titans and Giants. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that we both won't be turning it tuning into that one unless it's like a four like a fourth quarter Giants somehow or swinging at the Titans, you know, and they come out stinking. But for me though, it obviously it's that Vikings Packers game. Um getting to see Kevin O'Connell, getting to see um the new offense, getting to see how Rodgers adapts and everything, the Packers new defense. Mm-hmm. But right next to it dude is definitely if we're not talking bias it's gonna be raiders chargers definitely is what's catching my eye obviously cardinals chiefs are also a really good game but that first week division rivalry that's always important you know that's why i also said patriots dolphins in my first one i know i didn't go too in depth sorry but um i was pulling up i was pulling up my uh schedule on my tv so i got it and i'm looking at it and it's it's really those four o'clock games are really really good yeah. outside the Giants and Titans. Yeah, no, that's a great four o'clock slate. I agree with you. I think Vegas, the Chargers is my favorite, but those other two are also some electric ones. That's going to be a great four o'clock slate. I do feel like the, the two primetime games, yeah, they're they're interesting, of course, but Dallas versus Brady on Sunday night, I feel like there could have been a better Sunday nighter. And Russell Wilson going back to Seattle is obviously great, but I don't think Seattle's going to be very good, so it might be kind of ugly. I mean, it's Monday. It's a Monday night. ESPN. I can live with a whole Bronco Seattle one with Drew Locke. But I agree with you on the whole Bucks and Cowboys. I feel like you can definitely have could have definitely done Raiders Chargers on the Sunday night game. Yeah. Or even the Packers Vikings Sunday night. I mean, shoot. Even the Chiefs Cardinals. That probably would have been just as electric. <laughs> but any of those four o'clock games, besides of course Giants Titans. Um, I'm gonna just make sure I get that out there, not the Giants and Titans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the Cowboys, I mean, it's didn't they have the first game of the week? Like they opened up the season last year, the same game, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe this is more of a redemption on that for the Cowboys if they're translated as that. Um, Brady versus the Cowboys, though, never really sounds good for the Cowboys. But, I mean, Brady's been on this weird break, so maybe he, it's also going to help the Cowboys in that sense, you know. The other primetime game being the Bills and Rams. Uh, yeah, that's a great season opener. That is yeah, I was about to say. Last game of the week, probably. I was about to say, that could have definitely been swapped. But, I mean, that first season opener, whew, I can't complain. You know, no one, I, I can see why you just glossed over it. Like, we're not even going to talk about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, there's no reason to, right? Yeah, that's a juggernaut. <laughs> that's going to be a great one. I'm really excited to watch all those games. How about this? I'm going to look up the week one lines and see what you think it's the, you like is the early best bet of the week. How about that? I like it. I like it. We'll use Fox bet. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a few of these, uh, games and they're still a little talk of worthy okay especially um, one of them would be the saints and falcons um especially if we were talking about how Mariota, we don't know when he might be in mm-hmm. or out i guess you can say um who knows what's going on with james winston right now people are now throwing question marks at him so i think that i think it would be interesting just to see if he even comes back that game supposedly he is but if he doesn't, whoever starts that second, whoever's the second string for the Saints versus 
Mariota and the Falcons for a division game week one, that could be interesting. It won't be the most, like, you know, beautiful football game, but it still will be interesting. Be... Jameis out there cooking. If Jameis – I'd love to see Jameis make a run to the playoffs this year. Yeah, they can keep their name in. That would be interesting. It would be cool to see the Saints in, comp- or, uh, in, the, in the hunt. Yeah. They're five-point favorites. Mm. Bills two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road over the Rams. Ooh. Okay. I like that. Bills are favorites. I mean, a lot of pressure going into the season, but I feel like the Rams are just so top heavy. Uh, And the Super Bowl slump and all that factors in, but I don't really, I don't want to believe in the Super Bowl slump when I talk about the Panthers for, I mean, not the Panthers, the Rams for some reason. Um, Yeah. I do like the. I do like the pressure, but it's giving me a lot on Josh Allen and the Bills this year. But mm-hmm. two points, that's fair. I like it. Yeah, everyone's saying the Bills can be Super Bowl favorites. This clearly shows. Favorite to beat the champs on the road. I mean, yeah, on the road. And I kind of I kind of like that. Niners minus six and a half at the Bears. That feels probably like a good line. I don't think the Bears are gonna win that All one. All right. All right. Nothing, yeah, I was about to say nothing to argue on that one for me. Steelers, six and a half point dogs at the Bengals. Probably makes sense. Oof, six and a half. Oof. That, you guys probably need to be around 10. You I feel think like the Bengals are in. I think the Bengals are coming in swinging, dude. I can see them come, especially at Cincinnati. Mike, that's good. Might keep it respectable, though. 10 will be respectable for you guys <laughs> in the week one. Like, if you if it's Mr. Bisky versus Joe Burrow week one, that to say that you guys came within 10 is pretty good. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think Mike Tomlin can keep it kind of close. I want to believe at least. We'll see. I'll have that one on my TV screaming. Oh, yeah. McIntyre said he likes the Steelers. That's definitely on the red zone queue, hopefully. Eagles at Lions. Eagles are only four-point favorites. Oh, so you have – maybe you and Hard Knocks are trying to sway some magic for the Lions. Um, It is at Detroit, so, I mean, it will be loud. I will give them that. Like, the Detroit crowd will be there. Um, four. I just – but four points, that's saying – I mean – Saying it's gonna be close within a touchdown. I don't I don't think the Eagles are gonna run away with that, so I do like it. I like it. That'd be tough. I might take the Eagles on that. That's close though. Mm-hmm. It's at Miami. Miami minus two and a half. That might be my one. I think Miami yeah. will Patriots week one. I mean, we have I have questions on Tua, you know, want to see some action with this new offense in the preseason, but they're probably gonna keep them safe, wouldn't blame them with his injury history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, like we, like I said, those high, there's going to be a lot of offense. You know, the game the game really is going to be highlighted with the offense and how they, how they perform for both teams. You know, everyone has question marks about the Patriots and everyone has questions about Tua. So. I feel like but, the Dolphins have a better roster though. The yeah, I think this is, I mean, Patriots have some solid players. Like they're not nothing the Raven. Like they're nothing crazy to go crazy about. But the Dolphins, they got the big names now. You know, they got a couple big names. So it's 
It'll be something. It'll, it'll, it, it, I think, like I said, I feel like that's for the one, one o'clock games. That's one of the better ones yeah. for sure. That's a good one. I think that's my favorite bet. Ravens minus seven at the Jets. That um, one might be my favorite bet, though. Probably run away with it. Okay. Yeah. That one I was about to say. That one you could probably, I, I was about to say. Ravens looking to make their redemption season to start, you know, against sadly Joe Flacco. If it is, I mean, as much as everyone wants to believe in the, you know, <laughs> the Flacco know. hype against the AFC North redemption tour, um, I just don't see it happening against the Ravens that have been, you know, just lost half their team pretty much last season due to injuries. So but I'm ready to see this team back in full power. That, that's. It must have. It's a must-see thing for me. Yeah, I agree. This might be the last, especially if it's Flacco. This is probably the last ranked game in the one o'clock. Um, maybe the whole week for me. Definitely the one o'clock slate. Ooh. I think the Ravens might get ugly. Commanders minus three and a half is interesting. I would probably take Jacksonville plus three and a half. I could yeah. see Jags pulling off a sneaker. I would love to see the Jacksonville Jaguars pull a sneaker. Like you said, like we mentioned, uh, or especially you highlighted, you know, want to see Trevor Lawrence in that new coaching offense in a full game with Doug Peterson. We talked about how Doug Peterson was one of our favorite coaches coming into the season as a new hire. Um, Yeah, I was about to say, definitely would, I would definitely probably slide more towards Jacksonville than Commanders, personally. Yeah, I like that. I think that could be offset. Browns at the Panthers, one of the best games just because of the Baker redemption. First game is against the Browns. It's crazy. Panthers yeah. are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Panthers are the favorites, though. Yeah, barely. It is Jacoby Brissett, so. I, I like the fact that they're the favorites because I agree that with the Panthers should win that game. Defense is very underrated. For some reason, people just keep ignoring. Uh, their defense was pretty decent last year. Very solid with the back, with their uh, corners and safeties, and solid linebacker. I mean, it's a, it's a very solid defense. I don't know why people just glossed over it. But um, Baker knows the Browns' defense. It's going to be interesting to see how he uh, plays against them week one. Yeah. You know, see how they respond to it. Maybe they have to, come, you know, obviously they're going to come up with some something different but um if baker does start yeah i definitely I, I was glad i'm glad to hear the panthers are the favorite for that yeah that's gonna be an interesting one to see you know if baker wins he's gonna be going crazy but if he doesn't people are gonna kill him oh yeah they're gonna be eating him alive but that'll be a fun one i think he got it i really do colts minus eight at the texans last of the one o'clock game Minus eight. I mean, I, too many points for the Colts over the Texans. I think that's the. I think it has. I think it is too much. Texans usually show up on the first week for some reason. Um, even though we were just talking about how Davis Mills was playing half of half of a preseason game and scored a touchdown the last two, maybe ten seconds of it. Jeez, <laughs> uh, uh, it. It's not looking too bright and tech down in Houston, but I think the eight points is just too much for the Colts. I feel like for some reason, too, the Houston Houston Texans do show up in the in these trap game, like, oh, it should be a given moment. But it's week one. And I don't Houston- worry. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. <laughs> Come on, make it at least, you know, manageable. Like I said, in my opinion, I feel like the Bengals should be the team that the Bengals and Ravens, I think, are going to be the teams and maybe even the Niners to do some damage this week. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I think the Texans, I, I don't worry about Davis Mills too much yet just because I've seen him do well in the regular season. So I think we'll see what happens. But if he plays bad in this one, then, yeah, it's concerning. Definitely a little concerning to preseason, though. Yeah, really definitely. Minus six against the Giants. That one feels like a weird, gross game. I would stay away from it. But mm-hmm. Yeah, hang on. Let me uh, scroll down here. You said minus six against the Giants? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's at Tennessee. Packers are two and a half point favorites on the road against y'all. Might take really? Vikings there. I would be taking Minnesota as well. Wow. I mean, a lot of talk has been coming back around how Aaron Rodgers is going to pretty much ship and carry this uh, Packer team to victory all on his sh- all by himself. But I just really think the new the new present Vikings are going to be. I think we're going to be nice. I think I, I really do. I'm, this is probably the first time you're going to hear me say it on record and probably not say a lot of it <laughs> for a little bit, just to not jinx it. But I really do think they're going to be nice since we're talking week one. I think we're going to be – I think it's going to be a lot of hype, nice de- – I I think our defense will be much better than last year. Um, I know we used to – I know I used to say our defense was good, but – when I looked at the numbers, our defense was actually pretty bad last year. Um, but we do have some some swaggy vets. So, um, ah, dang, man. I just think, like I said, that's going to be a close one. But how much, what was the point spread? Two and a half. Packers are favorite. Oof. That should be yeah, I, I mean, I do I see it being a field goal. Win. I think we're going to win by, I would say, Vikings by at least six. I think we go by a touchdown. Make a statement with a new coach and everything. Hopefully, start the era off with yeah. a great one. That's that's just me. That's the bias of the show, you know. Okay. So, but dang, two and a half favorites at Minnesota too, especially mm-hmm. where we split most of the time. That's gonna be interesting. That is flax. Chiefs minus three at Arizona. I'd probably take the Chiefs there. I feel like the Chiefs are still gonna be pretty good this year. Oof. I mean, they don't have D-Hop still, don't they? Arizona, or are they getting them back? Six games, yeah. Yeah, six more games without D-Hop. Ah, man. Yeah, give me the Chiefs. That should be three and a half is a pretty solid number to cover for the Chiefs. And then the Chargers, three and a half point favorites at home against the Raiders. That's interesting. Especially the way they ended last time. Um, Raiders in that one, but I don't know. Yeah, as I said, Raiders won it. Uh, I think the Chargers do win this one. I think that's what we had in when we did our little schedule prediction as well was a little split just because the Chargers were at home. Probably. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm going to go stick with that. I'm going to stick with that prediction just because of the Chargers being at home. New defense, too. That's supposed to be all charged up, no pun intended. Um, even though the Raiders do have Devontae Adams and this offense is going to be highly dangerous it's just i don't think i think just joe you know the charges match that already so yeah yeah that's gonna be one of the best games can't wait to see that one and then we'll finish out bucks minus one and a half at dallas 
I don't know. I'd probably take the Bucks there, but it is kind of weird what's going on. I don't have faith in the Cowboys too much, though. So I probably crazy how they're saying it's only one and a half. Like, yeah, I, I was about to say I thought it would be more favored in the Bucks. Um, whew, only one and a half. It's a very interesting line right now because I definitely see the Bucks either. I think they're going to run away. I think they're going to win it. They're yeah, like I do think they're going to win it, but definitely more than one point, more than two points. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I would take the box. That's a, so surprising. It's that well. I mean, I guess especially the way the Dallas Cowboys came out with 17 penalties on offense. I mean, I know it's just a preseason game. You know, it's not the real starters, you know, jumping offsides and doing all that and doing all the false starts. But it's still. You know, that's still, you know, a little concerning when you think about it. Yeah, and they were the world, like most penalized team last year, too. Exactly, and you're going up against a guy who takes advantage of that. So. And I can't believe the last line, Denver only a four-and-a-half-point favorite against Seattle. I feel like Russell's going to go in there and try to cook them. But then again, I think that's them taking into point that Russ does these – atrocious things sometimes under pressure <laughs> with hype is like expected. it's expected of him sometimes he does not he does not deliver especially in the big game moments um but then again he does that's what makes him rest i mean he wins and he doesn't he makes it interesting nonetheless like this game will be interesting because i feel like he will make it i think he'll make it a blowout that's what that's why i think i say i agree with you when you said it's only four um yeah I think it should be more towards a blowout, but I think they're also looking at, hey, Geno Smith and Drew Locke are actually not that bad. Uh, for some reason, the narrative around Seattle is, hey, they're not that bad this year. They're actually, and I'm like, it's only, I mean, like I just said about the the Cowboys, it's only preseason. <laughs> it's only, like, let's calm down. Let's all take into the fact that I literally, I think I saw on the sideline, Tyler Lockett was in pads you know, on the sideline. And I'm thinking, man, you got these old receivers, some no names and DK Metcalf, you know. And Nico, of course, they have always a solid running back core, but it's not enough. Okay. I think the Broncos, I think it should be more than four. What do you, yeah. yeah. It's pretty much the point was. Yeah, I agree. I think the Broncos will probably smack them around a little bit. I do think Seattle has some nice starting pieces after the draft, though. Um, to equip whoever ends up being the next quarterback there. And, you know, it's going to be fun to see Pete versus Russ, kind of Russ trying to tear up Pete's defense and Pete trying to stop him. Um, should be yeah, keyword is try. Yeah. It's gonna be Russ is definitely going to be funneling in some information on Pete's offense. Yeah. <laughs> so, I feel yeah, I agree. I feel like it should be more than four and a half. But... Dang, those week one, man. It can't come any sooner. It really can't. College football. I mean, it's that's also right around the corner. That starts, yeah, that starts a week earlier, actually. Yeah, I was about to say. So that should be next week, actually, right? We, I mean, we're going to have to talk a little bit of college football, maybe. Yeah, I'd be down to do a college football episode. Maybe do a little bit of a realignment. Ideas and realignment make college football better or something that could be fun. 
Or we could just, you know, do what we just did now and just uh, take a glance over at this schedule. I like it. Especially now, uh, for all the people out there, we are JMU Sunbelt fans. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to watch the Sunbelt. Follow the Sunbelt this year. Yeah, we've got to update on, keep updated on that. Let's see. First week of games, especially for the week of Sunbelt. Looks like it's going to be September, first week of September. So, coming in, man. We're coming in hot to all these games. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And the first official games, ACC, looks like they kick off Saturday, October, August 27th. Sorry. So, yeah, first week of September, man. It's coming in soon. Yeah, dude, that's going to be great. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Oh, man. All these lines. All of them. We, well, there you we, go, folks. That's a uh, that's pretty much it for today. We got it all, all covered. Yeah, right, yeah, we went through some good stuff easy. right there, Jalen. Always fun. Can't wait for week one, man. It's gonna be good stuff. I was about to say we covered a lot of preseason, man. I mean, hopefully nothing crazy breaks out <laughs> in the uh, next two games left of preseason. But if so, hopefully we'll be there to cover it for you, folks. <laughs> well, hell yeah, man. Always fun. Always fun, Colby. All right, see ya. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. For more content, follow us on Spotify or our Instagram page if we ever decide to update that. So, go ahead and give us a shout. Shout. You get what I'm saying.